This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach, heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigobon. Joining me as usual, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. How are you? Good, Wally. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Also joining us this morning... Former Toronto Maple Leaf and Washington Capitol, Leapin' Lou Franceschetti. Good morning, Louis. How are you this morning? Morning, gentlemen. It's uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us, Lou. Gentlemen, it's Super Bowl Sunday. It's uh, in in uh, in many eyes the uh, greatest uh, sporting day of the year. Certainly one of the great world sporting spectacles. And today it's the Chiefs. And the Eagles coming on after the first break this morning. We'll be talking to Mike Hogan, uh, uh, a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan, and uh, we'll we'll talk all things Super Bowl later on in the hour. The gentleman, the entrepreneur, the sports guy, uh, John Amendola, he's going to come on, and uh, we'll talk about what's going on in the sports card market, and also we'll get a little bit of a chat into uh, the Super Bowl with him and. Uh, a uh, special feature we uh, we might be talking about today, guys, uh, came up uh, earlier in the week. Uh, LeBron uh, broke, uh, broke the, got the most points ever, uh, took over Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's most points in the NBA, and self-proclaimed himself the greatest of all time. Uh, of course, that uh, may have set uh, some of the Michael Jordan fans uh, certainly uh, got their packs up. And on the hockey side of it, the Athletic uh, this week came out with a pretty thorough piece on the top hockey players of all time, post-1967. Pretty Not that difficult to figure out who the top three are, Wayne, Mario, and Bobby. Or, um, gentlemen, we might get a chance to talk about that as well. Um, let's, uh, let's get into it. Last night, of course, we always usually start off Sunday mornings talking about the Leafs and the Leafs week. And, uh, Naz, uh, you might want to remind me of the word I've been using on Sunday mornings lately. It starts with a D, ends with a G. Uh, disconcerting. Um, I've used that phrase probably the last yeah. five weeks in a row. Uh, yeah, right. And i got to tell you, Naz, so every week we come on here, we always say it's an 82-game schedule. Let's not get, let's gotten it. Let's not get hung up on one game. Um, but we're getting too many of these performances, and uh, you know, it's not that easy to turn a season around on a dime. Although you know, the, the the Leafs guys will tell you, you know, we're still third, fourth in the league. So let's let's, let's all take a, a a chill pill. But that last night's game's not a game, and Sheldon Keefe even said it as he was he was terribly disappointed with the effort, especially second and third period. Uh, Naz, uh, it was an all-star week. We got a great result Friday night. We didn't like what happened last night. Uh, your your thoughts? Of course, Joseph Wall, you had a tough time. 40 shots they let on that, Wally, and that's too many at this time of year, for sure. 
and they're not beating their bad teams, and they're, they're going to pay for it, I'm telling you. They're, they remind me of the Bills a bit, what they went through in the last stretch. Oh, yeah, don't remind me. Um, <laughs> certainly, uh, they have a tough time uh, putting away the – and, you know, mathematics-wise, it's probably not going to make a hell of a lot of difference. They ain't going to catch the Bruins unless they catch lightning in a bottle. And it looks like they're going to be fighting it out with Tampa for the two or three seed. But you, you certainly want to get the two seed, uh, and, you know, get that home ice advantage. Lou, um, you know, from, uh, you know, you've been through it a lot of times with the Capitals, uh, you know, the dog days of February, I call them, uh, just before the trade deadline. Um Anything, anything uh, that's uh, striking you here that uh, would should be ultra concerning to Toronto Maple Leafs fans? Yeah, uh, watching the game last night, I think this is going to be a blueprint that a lot of teams are going to take. Uh, you know, you got to get your wins against uh, the Columbus's, the Chicago. They're they're the bottom feeders right now. The thing that I saw last night or the last two nights with Columbus, they finished their checks off. They were physical against the smaller Leafs. You saw the uh, Nylander and Bunting again uh, taking uh, retaliation penalties. Uh, and it's going to be a situation where if in the playoffs, those, those penalties are going to be crucial against, against Tampa. And you, you, can't, uh, you, you can't give teams opportunities that don't matter where they are. If you give them a five-on-four uh, power play, they're going you know, to score one goal maybe out of out of ten, and that's what happened last night. It was just a physical—I uh, wouldn't say it a beatdown that Columbus gave Toronto, but their smaller players uh, have got to learn that they've got to start taking a little bit of that physicality. And Kyle Dubas has got to open his eyes and and get some physical uh, players back and uh, before the trade deadline to help these smaller guys uh, uh, play up to their game. Any Nick Pauls out there by any chance? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, last night, you know, Friday night, 3 nothing. Leafs played a sharp game. Um, coming off an all-star break, they're all rested. No excuses, rest, you know. And they played well. You come back against the same team, home team, and you get outshot. Period 2 and period 3, 36-18 in your own building. Uh, that that one, uh, you know, this one uh, this one rubs a little bit the wrong way, and uh, I'm sure Keith uh, Keith expressed his opinion afterwards, uh, saying, you know, we didn't bring the effort. Uh, he had a serious talk with his team after the second period. You know, the Columbus outscored them in the second period, three nothing. Um, didn't seem to make a huge amount of difference in the third period, and you know, the lack of pushback. In that third period from the Leafs, wow! It's got it's got to it's got to get Kyle Kyle Dubas has got to be, uh, you know, burning up his phone lines. Uh, Naz, uh, you're Kyle. Physicality, defense. Uh, I don't, you know, like what do you do? Um, I'm sure it's not easy. There's a lot of guys out there. Eric Carlson, he's eleven and a half million dollars. Edmonton's looking at him, but how you squeeze that into? Uh, into a cap challenge team is is an interesting thing. Doesn't seem like they're going after Chitrin anymore. So uh, one or two players. Where where do you look, Ness? I think they need to put. Ness, I think you just lost your connection a bit. 
they should go after Luke Shen. He's a physical player. He's on the type of player I'd, I'd go, go after in the back end. A physical defenseman. And then a scorer. They need another scorer up front, I think. Because I'm not, I'm not convinced the third and fourth line are any good for the Leafs. Uh, Lou? You know, it couldn't have said any better. Luke Shedd is probably on the top of their list. Uh, Myers, another defenseman from Vancouver, is going to be a, uh, a physical and imposing defenseman back there. They're just going to get somebody that's going to you know, send a little bit of fear into the other teams because right now, it's, the way that Columbus played them last night, you know, it, it's going to be a physical, especially in the first round. And you know what they say, that uh, hockey's probably the worst sport of all three to, to win a, a championship. <laughs> and you're playing every second day. Uh, your, your star players have to have a little bit of room. And you know the other teams, knowing Tampa, the way they play the game and what they have on their bottom six, uh, it's going to be a physical game. Uh, and and <laughs> how many times you got to say it? Bunting has got to smarten up, and Sheldon Keefe has to sit him down and, and, and tell him, listen, you know you got to be smart about doing things uh, because a, a crucial penalty like that and a sportsman-like penalty for absolutely nothing uh, is going to cause them uh, to lose a playoff game. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so, you know, we've got a couple of weeks to go before the before the trade deadline. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, Kyle Tupas is... Uh, He's uh, he's got uh, he's got some interesting interesting analysis and decisions to make. So it should be should be a fascinating couple of weeks. Anyways, we're going to take this to break. Um, uh, we're going to come back with Mike Hogan as we uh, chatted about earlier. We're uh, going to have a little debate uh, second half of the show about the greatest uh, greatest player of all time in the NHL. This debate came up in the Athletic this week. Incredibly well done article by the. Uh, and a project by Eric Duhatchik, uh, a well-recommended. Um, but we'd be interested in hearing from our listeners as well. We email If you want to email us, Naz and Wally. We've got a new email address, Naz and A-N-D, Wally, at mzmedia.com. Uh, be interested in your thoughts. Is it Wayne, is it Mario, or is it Bobby? Let us know. Naz and Wally at mzmedia.com. We'll be right back with Mike Hogan. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville decided to do what it could to stop world prices from spiralling out of control. With the large pickup special, get a large one-topping pizza for only eleven ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine for a large pizza? No live Pizzaville! 
Call Pizzaville for the large pickup special at 736636. Or online at pizzaville.ca. There are lawyers at Miller Thompson who know your industry. They'd like to introduce you to theirs. It starts with relationships. It's not just about happy clients. They support thriving business partners. Miller Thompson infuses law with the same tenacity you bring to your work, whether supporting your daily operations or offering urgent legal advice. But that's enough about them. Let's talk about you. Visit MillerThompson.com and find out how they can move your business forward. We all value our sporting heroes. But what price would you put on one in mint condition? If you ask us, you'll get an honest answer. Mint Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise is looking to buy your vintage collection of hockey, basketball, baseball, football, and soccer heroes. Come and see us in person at our new Toronto Mint Inc. Gallery at 198 Davenport, east of Avenue Road, or visit our store online at mintink.ca. Show us what you got, and we'll show you the money. Think Mint Inc. Passion. It drives athletes, entrepreneurs, family businesses, and fast-growing companies. It's also what inspires KPMG Enterprise to help drive success. A dedicated audit, tax, law, and advisory practice, KPMG Enterprise delivers ideas and insights. Whether you want to grow your business, embrace technology, plan for an exit, or manage the transition of wealth, search KPMG Enterprise, understanding what it takes to make your business even better. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live on AM 740, downtown Toronto, 96.7 FM, and also live streaming on the internet, www.zoomerradio.ca. We're pleased to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, the voice of the Toronto Argonauts, Mike Hogan. How are you, Mike? Really good. And, you know, you, the, the intro to your show says that, uh, you know, you guys are never wrong about sports. I, on the other <laughs> hand, am wrong a lot. So this is a good combination. Yeah, we wrote, we wrote that uh, in a, in a, in a, we wrote that about 10 years ago. And uh, I, I guess a little bit of hyperbola there. I'm sure there's a lot of times we're wrong about sports. And there's probably a debate that we're going to have later on in the show that will, before we let you go, Mike, we'll get you involved in that we're probably wrong on as well. But we'll leave that topic for now. Last time we chatted, Mike, it was Great Cup Sunday. And it yeah. was before the Great Cup. And you know what? We never we haven't had a chance to chat about it, but you know what? Congrats. It was a remarkable, remarkable Great Cup and the Argos, it was exciting and uh I take the opportunity to congrat congratulate you on uh on on that incredible performance. Why not? Yeah, thanks. It was uh, it was a remarkable game, and we didn't do a game on radio, so I was a communications manager as well. I was standing on the sidelines, and I what a roller coaster! Oh my god, like it was crazy. It was it was crazy uh, how many ups and downs there were in that last quarter, especially. So, yeah, it was it was one of the one of the most remarkable games I can remember watching, and to kind of be a arm's length part of it was just amazing. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, today is Super Bowl Sunday. It's one of the great spectacles in the sporting world. Uh, great at halftime entertainment. A uh, lot, lot of people just tune in just for that. But uh, we watch the football game. Uh, Mike, and uh, 
was having a little chat with Naz earlier this week, saying who we're going to get on the show this Sunday, and Naz says to me, you got to get Hoagie on. I said, why do we got to get Hoagie on? He says, because Hoagie's a Philadelphia Eagles diehard fan, which I was unaware of, and Naz corrected me. But you're a diehard Eagles fan, Mike. How did you, how did you become an Eagles fan? Well, the story will be weird because, as you all know, I'm only 29 years old. Um, but uh, back in the 70s, well, late 60s, early 70s, I, my, when I became a football fan, I was a Rams fan uh, because I loved their uniforms and still do. Like those classic Rams uniforms are fantastic. But when I was probably around 10, um, the Rams traded my favorite player, a quarterback named Roman Gabriel. Uh, and they traded Roman Gabriel to the Eagles, and I kind of followed him. And when he, when he arrived there, their running back was named Mike Hogan. Uh, so it was a really, really easy uh, thing for a ten-year-old. Yeah, and I became an Eagles fan, and uh, I've had the illness ever since. So it's, I think it's fifty years next year as, as an Eagle fan. Oh, God bless you, Naz. I'll turn it over to you, Mike. Speaking of the Argos, uh, can you mention to the listeners the, the signings this week for the Argos? Yeah, we had some good ones. So the one we announced yesterday was AJ Olat, the running back who scored two touchdowns in the uh, in the Grey Cup. Uh, he's uh, He's uh, quite the guy to watch. He's that old school, I'm not going to run around you, I'm going to run over you kind of running back. Uh, he's about five foot nine tall and about five foot nine wall, uh, wide and is the strongest guy on the team, including the lineman. Um, he's got a beard uh, like Grizzly Adams and uh, a <laughs> mullet. Uh, he's, he's a remarkably intriguing guy athlete and we got him back we got in our opinion the best canadian receiver in the league back at curly gittins jr a kid from ottawa laurier um he's uh uh he was born and raised in guyana and came up here at age eight and has really blossomed into into a remarkable receiver we got devaris daniels back a notre dame product who's been with us for a couple of years at receiver um the, the player that I think was the best defensive player in the league last year, Winton McManus, is coming back. So we got some good ones. Uh, local guy Royce Mechie, uh, wow. who's their starting safety, and Deshaun Amos, who's a, a former all-star in this league uh, from a couple of years ago. So we got we got some really good guys back. And free agency is on, and Boris Beatty, our kicker. And uh, we, we will make the announcement of a couple of more free agents on Tuesday. Uh, that's when uh, that's when free agency is allowed to open. We're in we're in a one week window where we can talk to players and, and agree to terms, and we're expecting anyway to uh, to make a couple of announcements on Tuesday. Lou, okay, Louie, how you doing, brother? Pretty good, thank you. Philadelphia uh, Eagles here. Yes, uh, I pretty well know pretty much know uh, Jalen Hurts as well as anybody uh, on this earth watching Bama <laughs> play for the last decade or so, or, yeah. or since uh, when he came in in 16 and uh, being 29 and 2. Um, if Steve Spagnola boxes the the front line there, is Jalen Hurts going to have a problem with, uh, with running the ball? Because I'm looking back, uh, when he was with Bama, he had a great career, but every time the team boxed the, 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 the interior there, he had a tough time... Uh, passing the ball and i'm looking at stats that uh uh 2017-2018 they lost to auburn when they they started at the front nine um and, and then obviously the the georgia game that georgia knew exactly what he's going to do until they switched over to tua to open up the second half and uh hit hit georgia with uh 
uh, a couple of low ones. But anyways, um, how Jalen Hurst going to uh, react to, to that kind of change? Because I think that's going to be a, a key factor in the game. It's Bagnola boxes the the front line there. Without getting too into the weeds, um, it depends on where they line up that extra player in the box. And, and what Hurts and the offense have been really good at doing is exploiting where that extra guy goes. Um, they run a run-pass option, uh, which, which uh, to kind of put it in layman's terms, um, the quarterback will hang on to the ball as long as he can. He'll stick it in the belly of the running back, has the option to leave it there, or take it out and run or throw off the run. So it's kind of the old triple option. It's just run a different way. Um, and Hertz has become really good. He's made so many pro, uh, steps in his progress this year very quickly where it seems he bats almost a 1,000. Um, so if they put the extra defender in the box on the strong side, uh, they can run something the other way. And, you know, if you look at what they did to San Francisco last week, um, their safety and their middle linebacker, who are one of whom seemed to be assigned to Hertz every play, were just totally confused. And the offensive line is so athletic, especially the center, a guy named Jason Kelsey, who's as athletic, and he's at his last year it looks like, he's as athletic an offensive lineman as I've ever seen. Um, he's able to go get downfield and get to the second level and take out linebackers and defensive backs. And um, this is such a well-coached team, and Hertz gets it. Um, as well as anybody in the league, so it's 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 the game within the game. And you're right, uh, you know, Hurts at the college level struggled with that a little bit, especially at Bama was a little bit better at Oklahoma, and now at the pros, he's been coached so well and he is so addicted to perfection uh, that he uh, he has spent so much time in the room uh, watching video that he's uh, he gets it, and he's been just remarkable this year. Uh, we're talking to Mike Hogan. Mike, uh, you know, both teams are 16-3 and three going in. Uh, I'm not so sure at the beginning of the season that we expected Philly to, to be at this level, but they've earned, they've, they've certainly earned uh, every right to be in the Super Bowl, being the number one seed, and earned it over the course of the entire season. Interestingly enough, the, uh, the odds makers have sort of wavered on this one. At first, KC was a slight favorite. Now Philly's a slight favorite. Um, the closest uh, point spread, one of the closest in, in the history of the Super Bowl. So a lot of people having a difficult time trying to figure out who's going to win this one. Um, and it, the debate usually comes down to the quarterbacks. They, they're usually the difference makers in these types of games. But I think the difference makers a lot of times is not necessarily the, the quarterbacks, but the lines, the offensive yeah. and defensive line. Uh, I sort of see this one, if uh, Philly figures out a way, their defensive line, to contain Mahomes, that's their pathway to victory. Mike, your thoughts on that? Yeah, the thing that helps them there, and you're right about line play, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not prone to hyperbole, but this is among the best offensive lines I've ever seen in the NFL. This, this goes back to sort of the Troy Aikman-Dallas offensive lines or the Hogs back with, with Washington. These guys are just more athletic. Um, so that helps the quarterback. So the line play, I think, is, is both offensive lines are great. Kansas City's is fantastic as well. Uh, the defensive line, what, what's been really interesting about Philadelphia is they've been able to get a remarkable number of sacks by just rushing four players, uh, which gives them an extra player back in the secondary. When they rush five, you know, they, they have, I think it's now the second highest sack total in NFL history. 
for one season. Um, and they've been able to do it with just four, which is remarkable. They've got depth. They'll rotate seven or eight guys through and just keep bringing pressure. And they're able to do it. There's a guy, if, if you haven't watched the Eagles this year, named Hassan Reddick, who is just remarkably good. And it's a neat story because he's a Philly guy, too, who signed as a free agent to come home this year. He played at Temple in Philadelphia as well. So um, that's a neat story, maybe somebody to watch. It also makes the defensive line better because the two cornerbacks graded out as two of the best in the league. Two of the, I think they're two of the top three in the league uh, in terms of low quarterback rating against guys who throw against them. So uh, Bradbury and Slay are two guys to watch as well. It's a really good defense. Uh, if there's a weakness, it might be at the far back end, but uh, uh, Gardner Johnson's a really good player as well in terms of picking off the football. There's really not a weakness here on the Eagles' defense, and that's what makes this this matchup so good. I mean, they're the, the top two seeds in the conferences, the respective conference. They're the top two teams in terms of points scored. Um, you know, they each had six Pro Bowl players. Each one of their quarterbacks is a Pro Bowl player, and they each had a Kelsey on the Pro Bowl team. So <laughs> it's uh, it's the, the, the it's almost a mirror image of one another. Yeah. Really good mobile quarterbacks. It's, I don't know who's going to win the game. I'm just hoping the Eagles find a way to do it. It should be fascinating. It's fascinating from a lot of different perspectives. Nas, is Jalen Hurts underrated, Mike? Uh, probably, and I, I think the reason is because he made such a big jump this year. If you go back and look at the off-season um, chatter in Philadelphia among media and fans, it was that this team that that uh, Howie Roseman's putting together is awesome, but Jalen Hurts isn't any good. He's not accurate. Um, he panics. Um, you know, people were saying the Eagles had three first-round draft picks last year before the draft, and they were saying trade all three of them for Russell Wilson. Um, like it was, it was ridiculous some of the stuff, and how little people were thinking about Jalen Hurts, who came back this year. He was remarkably accurate. Um, his 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 game management, uh, just reading defenses, has been remarkable this year. So. He's he's played his way and he's earned a reputation to the Pro Bowl of being one of the top handful of quarterbacks in the league this year. Um, you know, can he carry on with it? I think so because he's just so dedicated to his craft. Uh, Mahomes is right there. I mean, you you can make the argument that these are two of the top two or three quarterbacks in the league, and I think it's very difficult uh, to argue against that. Lou, um, uh, again, getting back to, to Casey's defense there. I think that's probably the only bad spot on the uh, KC uh, side of the ball is that if Jalen Hurts can expose their secondary like a lot of teams have done in the past, uh, I think it's going to be a lot easier for them to open up their run game. Um, and Jalen Hurts, uh, we all know what he can do. Uh, and for that matter, earlier, uh, he did, I think, uh, deadlift close to Five to six hundred pounds, if I'm not right, uh, wrong there, uh, Mike. When he, when he was at school, so he's one guy that can definitely beat you with his legs, not only his arm. And we're going to have to see if uh, if his arm's going to come through today. Yeah, he can he can uh, do six plates when he leg presses. Like it's <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. Um, but the thing, and you've nailed it. I mean, they've got Casey. If they if there's a vulnerability on either team, it might be that secondary because they've got three rookies back there, and they played really well for having so much youth back there. But if they, especially if they bring another guy up to take away Hurts on the running game, all of a sudden you're going to have, you know, Brown or Smith 
in single coverage and good luck um you know these are two of the two of the better uh receivers in the in the National Football yep. League Goddard's maybe you know top two or three in terms of tight ends in the league so um, they've got a lot of weapons, and they rotate their backs uh, with Sanders and Gainwell and Scott, so they've always got fresh legs in there. It's a really, really difficult team to game plan against for, for an NFL team. You know, the, and that, that kind of, you look at the two games, have been blowouts uh, postseason. They've, they've put up 30-plus. It's, it's a really dangerous offense, and, um, uh, you know, if they can do that to San Francisco, they can do it to Kansas City. Mike, uh, talk about the players. Uh, there's also coaching staffs on both sides of the both both teams that are uh, certainly well respected and considered amongst the best in the NFL. Andy Reid, a former Philadelphia yeah. Eagle coach, was with Philly for the longest time. I'm sure you've got the highest respect for him, and he's got the respect of everybody around the league. The coaching staff of Philadelphia, maybe not as uh, renowned, and uh, coming into their own. Let's talk a little bit about them. Tell us about. Uh, what we, perhaps what we can expect from the Philly uh, coaching staff today? Yeah, Nick Sirianni's done a nice job. He was a finalist for uh, for the coach of the year, as was Andy Reid. But uh, you know, Sirianni's a guy who came over from Indianapolis, um, got the opportunity. A lot of people kind of to scratch scratch their heads, and so why are they going with Sirianni? But he's 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 brought a Philly attitude there, as well as a lot of acumen as a, as a as a head coach. Um, he's just got that. Okay, I don't care. I'm going to roll up my sleeves. It's a, you know, Philly's a blue collar town, and the fan base has really, really uh, kind of uh, taken him under their wing. Um, Jonathan Gannon's the defensive coordinator. He's been dynamite as well. Another young coach, and he's he's had a lot of you know, there's a lot of talk about him as about possibly being a head coach somewhere in the league. There are still teams that are, are kind of hanging on to talk to a couple of the coaches on these two teams that have. Uh, uh, the, the, that are under contract and they can't, you know, have the discussions until after the season is over. Uh, Shane Steichen uh, is the uh, the offensive coordinator. He's been really good, although it's essentially Sirianni's offense. And Michael Clay is the special teams coordinator, and the special teams coverage, especially, uh, have been really good as well. So, uh, Jeff Steltland should get some some props here as well. The offensive line coach, who's just uh, a guru, he's been fantastic. So, it's a really good coaching. Staff. Uh, these two teams, in my opinion, are the best two teams in the NFL. So, have at it this afternoon. I've, I, I I can't see this game being a blowout for either team. Um, so, you know, uh, get there early and stay late. It should be really entertaining. <laughs> it certainly should be. And Naz, I'll turn it over to you for last uh, question or comment from Mike, and then uh, then we'll move on. Go ahead, Naz. How how important is Patrick Mahomes today, Mike, and for Philadelphia to stop him? He's dangerous. I mean, the, the 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 thing that's really difficult for a defense against Pat Mahomes is you think you've got him, and all of a sudden he'll like flip the ball behind his back twenty yards downfield. He's just he's he's kind of Doug Flutie-ish, if I can go back uh, a few years, because it, just when you think he's going to do something, he'll do something else—a little shovel pass, a little underhand flip, uh, just just something to to make sure that he doesn't get sacked. I assume his ankle's going to be better, but it's still not going to be 100%. He suffered what some people were calling a high ankle sprain a couple of weeks ago in the in the uh, AFC Semi. And I was astonished he played last week and played as well as he did. Uh, he was hobbled. It takes away some of the stuff. And I've talked to guys who had a high ankle sprain that have been out for two months, 
Um, some say a break is easier than a high ankle sprain because you know the timeline uh, and it's you know how it's going to heal. So the fact that he played as well as he did last week is nothing short of astonishing. And to have a couple of weeks off to get even better uh, means he'll probably be even better today and more mobile and not have to, you know, we saw him throwing off his front foot last week, which was odd. Uh, and he still got the job done. So nothing he does surprises me. So if he comes out and throws for 350, uh, it'll be painful as an Eagles fan, but it, it won't surprise me. Uh, Mike, uh, before we let you go, we're going to get you, we're going to put you on the spot and get you uh, your opinion on the debate that we're going to have after we, uh, after we let you go. Uh, the Athletic came out with a, with a project this week, the top hockey players of all time post 1967. The three oh, okay. tops. The three top are the are the obvious ones: um, Wayne, Mario, and Bobby Orr. Uh, rank those three in order for us, Mike. Uh, I'll put it this: This is the the best way I heard the the, the Gretzky de, uh, debate against Orr was. A friend of mine said that Wayne Gretzky was the best player that he saw over 100 feet of ice. Bobby Orr was the best player he saw over 200 feet of ice. Which makes That's- sense. Yeah, Which makes um, a, a lot of sense. You uh, uh, makes a lot of sense, and we'll leave it at I, that. Mike, before yeah, I, we let you go, okay. yep, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say I, I would say that, uh, that that Orr would be the best, Gretzky would be the most productive, and Lemieux would be the most uh, dynamic. I think you, I think you nailed it, Mike. I got to be honest with you. I think you nailed it. Thanks for that. But and before we let you go, prediction: What's the final score of today's game? Argos twenty-four, Winnipeg twenty-three. <laughs> okay, I, I know you. I know you're gonna bet. I know you're gonna bet Philly. So what's gonna be the score, Mike? Uh, Philly by one score. Whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, I don't know. But it's gonna be a close game. Anyways, uh, Mike Hogan, the voice of the Toronto Argos. Thanks so much for joining us, Mike. We appreciate a lot it. of fun, guys. Go Eagles! Go Eagles! We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville asked. Do you want to meet the hot Hawaiian of your dreams? This hot Hawaiian is slathered in bacon, red onion, spicy sausage, pineapple and hot banana peppers. A large thin crust is just $16.99. One bite and you'll say, Lew, wow! You might even get a lay on the beach. Call Pizzaville at pound 3636 on your cell phone. We all value our sporting heroes. But what price would you put on one in mint condition? If you ask us, you'll get an honest answer. Mint Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise is looking to buy your vintage collection of hockey, basketball, baseball, football, and soccer heroes. Come and see us in person at our new Toronto Mint Inc. Gallery at 198 Devonport, east of Avenue Road, or visit our store online at mintink.ca. Show us what you got, and we'll show you the money. Think Mint Inc. Passion. It drives athletes, entrepreneurs, family businesses, and fast-growing companies. It's also what inspires KPMG Enterprise to help drive success. A dedicated audit, tax, law, and advisory practice, KPMG Enterprise delivers ideas and insights. Whether you want to grow your business, embrace technology, plan for an exit, or manage the transition of wealth, search KPMG Enterprise, understanding what it takes to make your business even better. There are lawyers at Miller Thompson who know your industry. They'd like to introduce you to theirs. 
It starts with relationships. It's not just about happy clients. They support thriving business partners. Miller Thompson infuses law with the same tenacity you bring to your work, whether supporting your daily operations or offering urgent legal advice. But that's enough about them. Let's talk about you. Visit MillerThompson.com and find out how they can move your business forward. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live on AM 740 in downtown Toronto, 96.7 FM. And on the internet, live streaming, www.zoomerradio.ca. We're pleased to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, our sports card guy, Mr. Mintink himself. Of course, I'm talking about John Amendola. John, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm great, guys. How are you guys this morning? We're doing great. John, I better forewarn you, you have waded into a debate. About okay. The, uh, I like about a good goats. debate. Okay. We're going to have some debates about the goats uh, this week. Uh, but before we even get into that debate, John, bring us up to date on the sports card market. We haven't chatted in a while um uh what's going on today's super bowl sunday you know you got jalen hurts and pat mahomes if they're the mvp what does that actually do uh what does it actually do to the value of their of their rookie cards uh how, well, how first, uh go ahead yeah well first i'll say the, the the space is absolutely on fire um very healthy uh kids of all ages um right up to, to, to the young guys like us and, and the little guys coming in every day. And, and actually, I, I, it's actually unbelievable. Um, the growth is unbelievable. A day like today really, um, you know, really makes the, the hobby fly even more. You've got two of these great quarterbacks. I mean, a lot of people are going to tell you Patrick Mahomes is, is sort of taking the torch from Brady. You want to talk about goats. I mean, his, the pedigree is there already. Um, so the last couple of weeks, Patty Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, um, there's an absolute direct correlation to, to like being front and center in the media every day and the hype around the game. Um, you know, it, it definitely gets tied right back into um, to their cards and the hype. A little bit different, let's say, than like uh, you mentioned goats um, like LeBron. LeBron, um, we knew at the beginning of the season that he was going to beat the, the, the record of most points. So um, his cards, you know, the price of that record would have started to factor into his cards a little while ago versus, you know, something like the Super Bowl where literally, a, you know, I hate to use the pun, but any given Sunday so much can change. Here we are, 
Last day of the season, you have the best team all year against arguably the best quarterback the league's seen in the last half a decade, and, you know, the jury's out. So, um, you know, the, the Pats are an underdog. That's, 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 a, that's a difficult one, but we'll see what happens. Um, you take an, uh, not quite 100% Patty Mahomes against the best defense in football. We'll see. I think it's going to be a good game, guys. Yeah, it certainly should be. Uh, Nas, I'll, uh, I'll turn it over to you. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant sweaters went for ten point six million and one point six million. Are you surprised at that, John? There's no the 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 MJ market. First of all, just literally dwarfs everything else. Um, and when you get right past MJ, when you get to Kobe, when you get to LeBron, um, it's it's still another level versus you know from there the fall off. So you talk about goats. Um, you know we can argue who's who's better generationally Wally and I were talking about this the other day um you know with hockey I say Lemieux Gretzky now I'm saying yeah I think Connor's better than Crosby and Ovi but then Wally said you know well you never watched Bob Your play maybe if I start talking to some kids today uh and you guys watched Connor Bedard play yet like I think he's better he could be better than all these guys so um it's very subjective but when you get to to the Michael Jordan um Wayne Gretzky Mickey Mantle it's just a whole in our business, uh, and I'm going to call it the fine art sort of uh, pop pop culture fine art. Um, it's just another it's just another level. So yeah, no, I'm not surprised at all, Ness. Yeah, certainly not. We're talking about goats. Uh, LeBron self proclaimed self proclaimed himself the greatest of all time this week, and uh, you know, God bless him. It's uh, you know, for me, he hasn't. Uh, he's had a remarkable career, but he hasn't knocked Michael Jordan off that pinnacle. And well, uh, I put my hand up to interrupt you, and I'm going to say, like, you know, if you're self-proclaiming anything, then for me, you're just nothing. Like from that context, like, listen, he's uh, arguably one of the greatest players ever touched the hard court. But who walks around saying they're, uh, you know, the greatest with with that kind of limelight? I'm not a big fan. Um, I'm a huge Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant guy. I, uh, you know me, Walter. I got a hard head. You can't tell me no. <laughs> These guys just just kept their mouth shut, and you know they were really misunderstood. But they all they wanted to do was win. It's like when you go to work, you go to work to work. There, the bonus is if you make friends and people like you. I mean, that's the harsh reality. So you got guys like Michael, Kobe Bryant's up two nothing, three nothing in the finals, and he's in an interview, and he looks like he just lost the season, and he, you know, job's not done. Even even guys like Allen Iverson, I think, are, are more um, humble, if you will. So, again, LeBron's great, and I'm going to give him, you know, it's a different time today. So from a pulp culture point of view, from an availability point of view, like, I mean, would our opinion of Jordan be different if there was social media 30 years ago and we got to see the other side of him, so smoking cigars and gambling every day? But, I mean, for me, it's all on the court. It's all on the field. It's all in the pool, wherever it is. Is, is what matters most to me. Uh, and that's what should matter when you're, you're looking at data. So anybody that walks around that says they're the greatest and wore the other guy's number from day one, for me, will never be the greatest, guys. Uh, on that note, if uh, any of our listeners want to take part in the debate, our email address is Naz and Wally, not M percent, A-N-D, Naz and Wally at mzmedia.com. And since we're on the topic of, of, the, of the GOATs, uh, and we all bring an interesting part about this discussion, and we're going to get Lou involved in, 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 in Naz, is we all, bring the, we all look at this from a different perspective. You're the young guy at the table, uh, John. You, you, you watched Wayne and Mario, but you didn't get a chance to watch Bobby. 
Lou, you got a chance to play against Wayne and Mario. And you got exactly what I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to get into that. And this whole topic arose, The Athletic, is, and it's a, it's a digital publication I subscribe to, and I highly recommend it if you're a sports junkie like I am. Uh, they've got some great material. Eric Duhashik, I'm sure you've heard his name, put together a project. He brought together nine of the top athletic hockey writers, and they voted for the top hockey players of all time, the greatest players of all time, post-1967. But interestingly enough, they didn't do the top 100. They did the top 99. And given the title of it, it was pretty obvious the conclusion they were going to make is right. they unanimously picked Wayne. Uh, unanimously, uh, and the and, he's, and the comment was he's complete, and he has a complete and untouchable claim to being the greatest NHL player of all time. I'm going to start off with this, then Naz. I'm going to go to you, then Lou, and then we're going to go to you, John, because you all bring different perspectives. Uh, to say I'm not going to criticize Wayne Gretzky, no chance. Uh, Obviously, you can make the claim he's the greatest hockey player of all time. But to say it's complete and untouchable and unassailable, I got a little problem with that because I saw Bobby Orr play from the age of 14. I saw him at the age of 16 playing against men, playing against the Soviet Union national team at Maple Leaf Gardens when he was 16 years old and he was the best player on the ice. I saw Orr for his entire career. I saw Gretzky. I saw Mario. Um, it's tough for anybody to talk Bobby Orr off the pedestal other than the fact that he didn't have the longevity of a career the way Gretzky did. And if, if we want to use that as a, as, a, as a measuring stick, yeah, it's pretty tough to say Wayne wasn't the greatest of all time. 61 NHL records he still holds, many of which will never be broken. But for me, Naz, watching Bobby Orr, um, it's tough. It's tough for me not to say he's not number one. Naz? Far ahead of him. It wasn't. Yeah, Naz, we're having problems with your signal again. Uh, Lou, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you. Uh, you played uh, you played with Mario and uh, I played again. Sorry, with Mario and Wayne, and you also saw Bobby. Um, you know, it's it's tough. You pick either one of those guys. It's uh, you can make a convincing case. Uh, but is Gretzky unanimous that we shouldn't even be having this discussion? No, not there. there there's no way that uh, that that Wayne, as good as he was, and Mario, and 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 watching Bobby Orr play, it, it it's a very very close uh, number. There, uh, it, it's tough to. To look at all three hockey players, uh, Bobby Orr changed the, uh, the the evolution of the hockey uh, world, uh, or the way the game is being played by the way he controlled uh, everything on the ice. Uh, Wayne could, Wayne was Wayne. Uh, you know, he played a hundred foot ice. Uh, Mario was probably the most talented, but unanimously, that's that's a really tough uh, thing to swallow. I think they're probably they are so close that you can't even divide them. Uh, as being the the greatest of all time, uh, and you know, for for the people that voted uh, Wayne unanimously, there's, you know, what uh, I, I guess they have their likeness of uh, what they saw with Wayne uh, compared to to Mario and and Bobby Orr, and Bobby Orr really played his last three years on on one leg, uh, so uh, I guess the uh, Bobby would probably 
could have could have probably been a lot, lot better with with two legs and, and maybe a little bit longer career than than Wayne and uh, and Mario. Uh, John, you you bring a different perspective because you're a younger guy. You're uh, you're in your yeah. early forties. You're in your early forties. You probably never saw Bobby Orr play other than highlight grainy black and white highlight reels. Yeah. Uh, so, Although Bobby Orr may be, uh, he's probably the most famous picture in hockey history. Well, one, two with Paul Henderson. Uh, the goal of Bobby Orr uh, being lifted off his skates when they won the Stanley Cup is certainly iconic. Um, you got to see, uh, you know, Gretzky and Lemieux are a little bit closer in time to you. Uh, so you're a Gretzky Lemieux guy. Uh, from a sports card perspective, uh, it's pretty obvious. Gretzky's yeah, number one, from, isn't a, from a car from a car perspective, it's it's irrelevant. I mean, it, it's not even close. Like uh, the, the and why is, why is that? Why is that? It's hard. I, you know, um, I mean, sure, there's there's it's lots to do with 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 the you, you know you could start talking about the rarity of the car. Like, I mean, the reality is a mint condition Bobby Orr or Gordy Howe card we've never seen. And I gr- I grew up. Don't forget, I'm from Oshawa, so I did have some Bobby Orr exposure, especially. When Lindros was coming up, you know, there was a lot of compare, like different, but same, 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 but different, as the kids say today. Um, I, I have to agree with, with Lou as far, I'm a Lemieux guy. Um, I think it's like you guys talk about Bobby Orr the same way I talk about Lemieux. Like, what if he had 15, 18 healthy years? Um, you know, it's hard, it's hard to really say. Um, but in the world of cards, nothing comes close to Gretzky. Like, you know, they're, again, the the rarity of his cards, the fact that the Opeachy cards were only printed in Canada, all of that, but it's still not even close, relatively speaking. So, um, you know, I, I think just based off of, of the athletic article and, and everything else, it's one of those things where um, the debate in hockey is nowhere near um, like basketball. Like there's this real hard debate right now about LeBron and Jordan, and if you take you know, anybody that's 25 or under, it's no-brainer. It's LeBron all day. If you take anybody that's, you know, 45, 50 or over, it's a no-brainer. It's Michael all day. And everybody in between, it's 50-50 hockey. It's, you can ask 10 people tomorrow. And, you know, for every guy that says, you know, uh, Gretzky or or somebody's going to throw in Crosby or Ovi, and they're going to say, well, look how good Ovi is, and he didn't play. He's been injured. Or what about Gordy Howe? Like, you guys can tell me Gordy Howe played in five decades. So, I think it's very subjective. I agree with Lou. Um, maybe it's not as unanimous, but I mean, again, I'm going back to the fact that I'm just all about winning <laughs> 61 records. Like, I don't think you can really talk. 61 records, um, half a dozen championships, you change the game, you put hockey on the map. Like, the trade to LA was the greatest thing that ever happened to hockey. Like, if we fast forward to today, um, I, I, I mean, so. Yeah, I, I always, I, I sometimes I look, I sometimes I look at these I look at these uh, debates from a fantasy perspective, and just to go through the list of Crosby was number four. The top three are there's there's really not much discussion. Crosby was number four. Jaeger was number five. Ovechkin was number six. Hasek, yeah, I'm going to get goalies into the mix. Was number seven. Lidstrom number eight. Esposito number nine. Bork number ten. Then we had Wa. Bossy, Sackick, Lafleur, Iserman, McDavid came in at number sixteen. Interestingly enough, with a bullet, and then Messier, Coffee, Potvin, and Dion. Tough to argue with uh, with the, the, that golden list. But sometimes I look at these things from a fantasy perspective. I'm I'm picking a fantasy team. I'm picking you know 
let, let me put uh, let me put five hockey players out on the ice. If I got a choice between five oars and five Gretzkys, you know, and that's that's a fantastic choice to have. Let me tell you, uh, you can't go wrong either way. I think I'm probably picking the five oars because so because you're losing he's going, going, he's going. It's just it's like football. The defensive yeah. players don't pay like the offensive players. Yeah, except the Orr could, the play, or could the play both ends of the or could play both ends of the ice. Yeah, but fight, it doesn't. And he could in baseball, well. the the pitcher goes. The batters always. You're talking fantasy. The yeah. batters are always out of the pitchers. But who doesn't yeah. want Randy Johnson on their team? Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating debate, uh, Lou. Agree. Uh, Gretzky Lemieux, you got to look. You got to see these guys up close. Uh, but, uh, what did you, what did you see b- between both of those that was uh, that just separated them from their, they were just like on a different planet? Well, w- w- Wayne was the ultimate uh, team player, if you want to call it, uh, the, the greatest player that I have, or even the best player that I have ever played against, because he could use. It's not his individual talents that stood out. It's what he made his other four or five guys on the ice look good uh, every single night. It, it wasn't a one. It, let's not take Wayne away. Let's take the other four guys away. Let's take the defenseman out uh, out of the way because you know they're going to come up on the play. Because he, he had the vision that nobody else had on the ice. Uh, Mary Lemieux could beat you one-on-one anywhere on the ice. Six foot six, uh, 220, 225 pounds long reach, to put the puck in between your feet and take it out without even you knowing that it's there. Uh, the thing that was, uh, with both of them, again, the physicality of, of the, and the abuse that they took over the years probably didn't prolong their career. It hindered their career. Uh, and obviously, Bobby Orr, what he did, uh, and, and it's unfortunate that he did get hurt uh, when he did at such a young age, We'd not, we would not have known how many records he would have uh, still had as a defenseman. Uh, Nez, uh, you're uh, you're part of the old guys group here with uh, with, with, with myself. I, uh, you know what? Uh, how do how do you uh, how do you uh, rank these three? Well, I have Bobby Orr first, Gretzky second, and Lemieux third. But I think Lemieux what? is the most talented. Nez, you still with me? Yeah. Still here. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Going. Yeah, that's better. Go ahead. I know you yeah, just finished Bobby with Lemieux is the most talented. Yeah. Yes. Lemieux is the most talented, though, and uh, John is right. If he didn't get sick, how, what would his stats be like now, right? Oh, that's well, what, tell me. what puts Bobby Orr over the top for you? He was the best player at his position by by far, by far on defense. And no one even close to him, and, and, and you don't see that. Would you say that, Lou? I need. Would you say Lindstrom was the the next closest thing to Bob Orr, like from a defensive point of view? Sorry, uh, I, I mean, like Nas makes a comment that. I, so we can like, Gretzky's got Ovi on his tail. We got these two Connor kids. There's, there's. It goes back to the argument I just made with Walter about offense versus defense. But at the defensive position. Was Nick Lindstrom the next thing we saw at that position that since Bobby Orr that was that that much better than everybody else? Like he's I, I thought on that probably list. him or or Paul Coffey. Uh, right. You, you, you yeah. gotta you gotta remember Paul Coffey what he did 
with those Edmonton teams and and Detroit and uh, I can't remember the other team that he and, and Pittsburgh. Uh, what he did and gentlemen, you got to look at players can be great, but I look at also winners. You look at how many Stanley Cups Wayne won. Absolutely, how many Stanley Cups Paul Coffey won. Uh, Mario won, I think, three. Um, and Bobby Orr won, I think, three also. So that that's what puts these four guys over and above everybody else. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, certainly on that note, it's, it's an interesting debate. We'll, uh, we'll continue to have it. Uh, it uh, it's uh, what sports fans love, love talking about. And it's in the athletics. Go uh, go check it out. They did a remarkable job of of uh, thorough job. They, they didn't take their they took they didn't take it lightly. They considered it from every different aspect. And the only thing I disagree with, I don't necessarily disagree with their conclusion that Gretzky was the best of all time. That's an easy uh, an easy one to to argue. I just think I don't necessarily think it's not subject to debate. I think you can make the case for Lemieux and Orr as well. On that note, guys, Lou, thanks for joining us. John, thanks for joining us. Naz, it's always doing this. And uh, we'll be back again next Sunday morning. Have a fantastic day. Fly, Eagles, fly. Have a great day, guys. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.